This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover and cat owner. Today, I really want you to think about something that's associated with springtime. Spring has sprung. And I want to talk with Andrew Wood, who is here with me as a senior veterinary student who is spending some time in my practice. And he and I want to have a little bit of conversation about what fleas do not want you to know. So we'll be right back after this message with Andrew. You know what I love? I love my cat. My cat Scamper has discriminating taste. He doesn't like just anybody. So when he acts like he loves me, it makes me feel good. Like like somehow I made the cut. But you know what I don't love? Cleaning up Scamper's litter box. Which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free, free from heavy perfumes, and it helps reduce airborne dander when I scoop. So what happens in the litter stays in the litter. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to ya. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. So, hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for bringing me back onto your podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. So, I want to talk about fleas. And I know that as a senior veterinary student, you know about fleas, as every veterinarian and every veterinary student knows a little bit about fleas. So, I compiled some things that I want to educate all of my listeners about fleas, because I don't think that pet owners know about fleas. So, can you think of some cool flea fact you want to share? Um, well, I can think of many flea facts that are out there, but yeah, fleas are definitely a big problem, especially in these warmer months that are coming up. We're seeing more and more fleas these days, and I think it's important for our owners to be educated in all things fleas for the benefit of their pet. I think one really cool fact about fleas is that generally you won't see a big flea problem until it's too late. I think a lot of people are very casual about fleas and, and don't really think of them as a big pest when in fact that they can become a huge problem for your pets. Not only are they pesky to have around the house, but they also can cause a lot of pain and discomfort for your pet and they can be a vector for spread of diseases and different parasites. So yeah, I think going back to the point of that you'll see a lot of fleas, you won't see a lot of fleas until there's a big problem. I think it's really cool that if you look at an adult female flea, she can lay up to 40 to 50 eggs a day, which is a lot. Yeah, and she can do that every day for up to 50 days. So that's a lot of fleas. But every day in my exam room, every day in my exam room, people say, well, uh, no, she doesn't have fleas. I haven't seen any fleas. And so I think the point that Andrew and I want to make here is you're not going to see fleas. The fleas are not going to be biting you. They might not be really, really bothering one animal in a household, but they might be really bothering another. It just depends on whether or not the patient is sensitive or to alert, allergic to fleas. So just because you don't see a flea does not mean that you do not have a problem. 
Absolutely. Fleas can definitely be a big problem and they can definitely spring up on you very quickly. When I was just a child, my parents had cats and we weren't super strict about our flea preventative products. And so one time when we moved houses, actually, we were still selling our house and we had left that house for about four months. And by the time we came back to sell it, the fleas have gotten so out of control that we would walk through the hallway and have multiple, multiple fleas start jumping up on our legs. It was the grossest thing ever. Um, So you don't really know uh, you have a flea problem until you start seeing all of these signs on your dog and potentially yourself. So I have a similar problem. And actually, I wrote a chapter about it in my book, Tennessee Tales, Pets and Their People, because I left the summer, my cat and I. And when we came back after the summer, walked in on white socks and I had had fleas. It was really, it really terrible. But don't be misled. You don't have to see fleas. There could be a problem. And I went to a class about fleas actually this week with Dr. Mike Canfield, who's a veterinary dermatologist. And he said he thinks around 80% of the patients patients that he sees in the dermatology clinic, which you might assume would be just allergic disease or skin infections. He says 80% of those patients can be helped by a very comprehensive flea control product. So that's, that's pretty stunning, I think. So let's take a short break and hear a word from our sponsors and be right back talking all about things that fleas do not want you to know. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. So we're talking a little bit about what fleas do not want you to know. And and Andrew Woods is here with me. And we really want to educate our listeners about fleas because it can make a huge difference. And it's it's not what you would call an easy fix, but it's certainly something that can be fixed as opposed to some of the other diseases we see. So Andrew, let's talk a little bit about some of the diseases that can be associated with fleas. All right. Yeah. Fleas can actually be a big spread of disease. Um, For one thing, um, like Dr. Prim mentioned earlier, fleas can be a big problem with allergies in pets. And a lot of pets are actually allergic to the saliva that fleas actually produce. So when they bite onto your pet, they can cause a flea allergic dermatitis that can be very irritating and cause a lot of discomfort for your pet. Fleas are actually a big spread of um, different diseases. Have you ever heard of the bubonic plague? Well, it turns out it was actually spread by fleas um, back in the day. Another thing that fleas can carry is tapeworms, a parasite called a tapeworm and it's definitely a parasite that you do not want your pet to get. So fleas can actually cause a lot of pain and discomfort and they can also cause fear, anxiety, and stress in your dog or cat from getting fleas. So I think it's definitely a problem that can easily be fixed as long as people choose an appropriate preventative for their pets. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because one time I saw a cat and the presenting complaint was that she wanted to stay on this 
piece of furniture. She didn't want to get down onto the floor. And so after a lot of investigation, because I never had had a patient present for wanting to stay on a certain piece of furniture, we found out that there was a flea infestation. She didn't want to be on the floor because when she hopped down, the fleas would bite her. So certainly discomfort for sure and fear, anxiety, and stress. And gross on bubonic plague. Yeah, I hadn't, hadn't thought of that point. That's yeah. excellent. Now, I mentioned that you can get rid of fleas, but I think it's important to know that it may not be a quick fix. Can you elaborate on that for us, Andrew? Exactly. Flea extermination and getting rid of all fleas in your house can definitely be a big problem because not only can fleas live and breed on your dog or cat, but they can also be invested into the whole environment. And I think when thinking about flea control, it's not only important to have a preventative for your pet, but make sure that every single pet in your house is on a preventative for fleas. And it's also important to think about different vectors that fleas can spread. So if you have any other pets that you're bringing into your house, like say you have a bird or anything else um, that can fleas can jump on them and, and get on your pets eventually. And I think environmental control is definitely a big thing we need to talk about in fleas because as we said, fleas can lay up to 40 to 50 eggs a day. So if these eggs are being laid by fleas and spreading throughout the environment and we're not adequately controlling that, they continue to, to come back and back. So an important thing is to think about is to make sure that all of your pets are actually on a flea preventative. That way there's less of a chance for that. And then if fleas are actually building up in the environment, it's important to get adequate control of that through means like different sort of extermination techniques, um, local techniques and things like that. Yeah. So ask your veterinarian what they recommend. Every veterinarian, sadly, during at some point during their career, possibly in their student days, has had a flea problem. I can tell you that I did and I learned and, and I have in the past and I've learned every time a little bit more. Our products get better and better. And I think to Andrew's point, all the pets in the household have to be treated. And that means your friend that comes over with his dog, that dog is also going to have to be treated because Dr. Canfield told a funny story about how he went into, he did a home visit for fleas because he was doing a flea study. And the person that he was talking to, the lady said, yeah, I have three cats. And he said, you don't have a dog? And she said, no, I don't have a dog. And he was literally petting a Labrador retriever. And he kept saying, no dog, no dog at all. You do not have a dog. And she said, no, I just have the three cats. And so finally he said, what about this dog? And oh, well, that's my son's dog. I don't have that dog. But even your son's dog, even your friend's dog, even your neighbor's dog can be a source of fleas for your environment. So you got to kind of treat them all. Exactly. Yeah. All pets need to be treated. And like I said, if it is a bad problem in your environment, things like vacuuming the floors regularly or washing all of the blankets and pillows that your pets lay on is definitely a, a good way to also stave off those pesty fleas. So I've got some other really cool flea facts that I think are sort of just fun. A flea can jump 100 times its length. That could be like seven inches. So that'd be like a human being jumping up 250 feet. And the flea can jump 13 inches, 100 times its length and distance. So that'd be like a human being being able to jump 450 feet. So that's pretty astounding. I love those little factoids. But fleas don't jump from pet to pet. They jump from pets into the environment. So if your dog or cat is experiencing a flea issue or even a dermatitis, look at your environment. That is really the biggest take home message that I want you guys to to get from this podcast today. 
Exactly. Look at the environment. Look about what preventatives your pets are on and what other pets are coming into the house that may not be on a flea preventative and things to think about. I think it's really cool that point you brought up um, earlier about how fleas can jump hundreds of times that their body length. They're sort of like ants. You think about how ants have superhuman powers too compared to an ant. Um, but like fleas, um, the fact that they can jump so high is, means that they can potentially jump long distances to get to your pets, especially if you take them out on a walk or things like that. So yeah, even in your environment, it's important to think about fleas, even if your pets are on a are on a flea preventative, because even if you take them outside and the flea were to jump on your pet and bite the pet, that could also be a source of pain and discomfort, even if they are, are on those preventatives, because typically things like oral preventatives will not sort of block the fleas from jumping on them. But as soon as they as soon as the flea jumps on and bites, that's exactly when they get the medication that will kill off the flea. So I think it's important to think about that as well. We have a lot of very safe and effective flea products today, and it hasn't always been that way. So certainly talk with your veterinarian about what products they would recommend for you and your pet. So think about if you go on a walk with your dog, or maybe you bring a flea in on your pants leg from right outside your door, and it's a female, and it lays 40 to 50 eggs that day. Well, each one of those could go on and lay 40 to 50 eggs. It can become an infestation very rapidly. So when you go to your veterinarian and your veterinarian asks you about fleas. The answer is not, well, I've never seen a flea. She doesn't have fleas. Listen to this podcast. Remember this podcast and think, gosh, you know, maybe because they said that you don't have to see a flea to have a problem and, and don't be so quick to rule out fleas because let's face it, you can get rid of fleas, but you're not going to get rid of seasonal allergies. You can manage them, but you're not going to cure them. You're not going to get rid of food allergies, even though they are not as common as the seasonal ones. They are not curable. They are only manageable, but a flea infestation is. You can completely get rid of that. So be very open to that advice from your veterinary team. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Andrew? I think we've about covered it, Dr. Prim. Absolutely. Listen to your veterinarian. Um, ask them about what preventatives that they recommend. And always be aware that fleas are out there, especially during these summer months. And it's important not to take them for granted and have your pet on an appropriate flea preventative to stave off all of these, you know, all the pain and discomfort and diseases that can be spread through fleas. I agree. And that's a great place to wrap it up. Be open to your veterinarian's suggestion. Be aware that there are flea products that are safe and effective. And as long as you have a relationship with your veterinarian, then they can help you choose. Your veterinary team can help you choose. Don't forget your environment. Don't forget your neighbor's dog that comes over. Don't forget the raccoon that visits your cat food bowl sometimes or the pet bird that you might have. You cannot rule this out. And it is something you'd rather have than some of the other things that can cause dermatitis. Well, I want to thank Andrew for joining me today. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a pleasure as always. So I also want to thank you all for listening because you're great listeners and it is completely my goal to educate you with the best possible information through the podcast. And I also want to thank Mark Winter, who's an amazing producer and I couldn't do it without him. And I want you all to have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.